0: My all doing, mon amis, tontis, the denans, parents, cousins, couillons, patulas, and padnas. That's nonk and I'm coming to y'all live, not bald, for the third annual weekly parish wide international nonk podcast net. This episode is going to be action packed and chuck a block full of information. We got two very special guests here today in Foodoo Studios. We got the former president of Festival International and the owner of Hub City Sports Downtown, Mr. Jared Gray. We also got the best local sports B Rider on this side of the Elder Khan Cooley, Mr. Nicholas Fotno. We're going to be talking everything from Festival to UL football to Billy Napier to local
1: high school sports and playoffs to the New Orleans Saints. So y'all stay tuned for more news with Chuck and Maria.
0: You just put some Coat in your gumbo. Down in Louisiana, we all turn the lights out. Zodico in at the blooming when the night's out. Straight out of UL, we raise a lot of hell. Eh, hey, party francais, toute le genre. Got gradu? You know what to do. Call 2Clean Pressure Washing at 337 909 0243. And a are cleaning frenzy. They like some little schooling baths. They're cleaning every stuff residential, commercial, driveways, pop up campus. They'll bring them to the deer camp. They'll even clean that, too. I heard they even pressure wash gravel driveways. So, look, give them a call. Mention onk Shaws. They give you 20% discount, and they'll even come out and give you a free on-site estimate. So, if you got gradu, you know what to do. Call 2 Clean Pressure Washing at 337-909-0243. All right. We got Nick Fatno live in Kudu Studios today. Uh, Before we get started, Nick, you know, me and Nick, we like to manger, us. Y'all had a good little Thanksgiving, babe.
2: Oh, yeah. I was at my mama's house. You know, she cooks the little... She gets the little stuffed chicken from from A-Bears. She does that every year. That's the OG. That's the OG spot. Oh, yeah. She gets that every year. We stuff... She gets the one with the potatoes and jalapenos. So, we had that. We had that at the table. So, yeah, it was good. You know, my mama likes to cook like that, so... Man, that's what's
0: up. And look, tonight, like I tell y'all, I ain't got a lot of moolah, no largent. But uh, when you come to Puru Studios for the interview, got a little treat for you, Mr. Fano. We got some beef tenderloin, some fresh sausage, rice and gravy, and some fresh green beans for you after the interview.
2: Yeah, so, you asked me when I got here if I wanted to eat first or after. I should have picked first because all, all I'm thinking about is that. So let's hurry up and get through with this <laughs> so we can get to the plate. Hey, we talking like the <laughs> Micro Machine commercial. Hey, I got to say, I don't know if anybody's ever been down here to the studio, but this is nice. But you got a nice little setup here. I mean, you, you're doing, Man, you're doing th- it right, no? Man, thank you all. I've been <laughs> saving my cans
0: forever. <laughs> Well, all right, Nick, let's get started so we can get a little play lunch in a little while. Uh, let us know what you, what you up to nowadays. I know you always track on with all the sports in the area. How I many shows you on nowadays?
2: Well, I work for the Advocate now. I, I cover uh, mostly high school football. Every now and then I'll cover UL. Um, and I'll cover some basketball and, and baseball as that starts to come. But mostly high school football for the Advocate. And I do it on freelance, so I'm not, I don't really work for them. They just kind of hire me they say, hey, look, I need you to go cover this game. I go do that. And I've been doing that for maybe going on 12 years now.
0: Man, I know where the bread and butter is
2: at. Yeah. Where to go, bro. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I mean, I'm all over covering all, all the, the schools all over the Acadiana area pretty much. And uh, every now and then I'll venture out to New Orleans or Baton Rouge if one of our teams is playing. Um, and then I'm doing some radio stuff on uh, the local radio station uh, here in town in, in Lafayette. I, was doing, I did the morning show last year for about six months. And then COVID hit and there were some things that didn't work out with that. And then I now and I'll fill in when they need me to, to fill in. So, you know, I, I got the sports landscape of a kid and I well, covered on all
0: directions. You got to let us know when your show's on. We're going to let everybody know about that. Now, you had this some uh, sports. Uh, I know you, you, you did journalism at, at UL and then you, had, uh, you had went to Pittsburgh. You was in the uh, radio industry there too? I was in Iowa.
2: Iowa, same thing. thing. Iowa bird, (laughs) right around the same. Right, yeah. I went to I went to Iowa for four years. I was working in top forty radio. So like around here, the radio station that would be like is like KSMB, similar similar music to that. I'm not Bobby sad or nothing like that. But I went up there and kind of did the same, kind of did the same type of work up there. I did that for four years and then I came back home. Well, it's nice to have you back. Back in the, back in the
0: flat, babe. Yeah. All right. Well, we got a lot to talk about. Like I said, this is the best week to uh, to talk sports. We had rivalry week. Uh, we have so much going on, especially with Louisiana. I feel like all Louisiana football right now is the hot topic in the whole country. No doubt. But we, let's start. Let's start where in uh, where where it matters in the heart of it. Tell us about. The Acadiana teams that are in the, uh, still in the semifinals for the high school
2: football playoffs. Well, I'm going to start with my alma mater, the school that I went to, Acadiana High. Every year, I hear the same thing. Every year, they tell me, Acadiana High, this is the down year. This is the year they're not going to do it. They don't have the running back. They don't have the the, the, uh, the offensive line. They don't have that. They're in the semifinals. Again, every year, they do it. They just replenish the, the talent every year. It doesn't matter what they say. And they tell me every every year. The Lafayette High people come at me and they say, hey, look, this is the year we're going to beat y'all. They ain't beat us since 2006. And they
0: had a little, the Lafayette High upset Karen Crow this uh, year. Yeah, so I saw that. They
2: had a good little team, but Acadiana still crushed their face. Look, it, 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 it's 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 every year. I try I try to stay out of it when it comes to the teams. I try to stay unbiased, but I got a soft spot for Acadiana High. Man, I'm so. going to stay
0: all secret, man. I'm going to go to me. Come on. Yeah, I got my horns <laughs> at Acadiana on Route of Uh but but yeah, I you know sometimes early in the season with the veer, with the timing and stuff, yeah. we have some ball control issues. But I feel like, you know, the, the system that's been in place, you know, the history of all the coaches. You know what it is? It's Dotson, Hanks, Coach TD, my speckle Trout Assassin partner, and now my good buddy Matt McCullough. Also, uh, you know, some specialized coaches being go- Coach Farnall, Coach Durbin, Coach Figaro. They got all kind of boys. I could go on for years. Uh, not only good coaches, but good people. And, you know, they're they just promoting that good work ethic. And uh, they always find a way to, to get some uh, success, you know. Like they always hear them say, they're chopping on that wood, chopping on that wood, babe. And with that being said, I'm not surprised they're going to be back in the semis again this year.
2: So they're going to be facing Ponchatoula. And there's a lot of history between Acadiana and Ponchatoula. Ponchatoula's knocked them out of the playoffs a couple of times. Acadiana's knocked Ponchatoula out of the playoffs a couple times really in 5 A, it's Acadiana it's Ponchatoula it's Zachary we've seen Zachary in the playoffs a lot so those are the 5 A powers right now and all of them are still in the playoffs and all of them are still trying to uh, trying to win that state championship
0: yeah and uh boy I saw uh, a lot of them wrecking Rams they
2: uh, they flashed about the fireworks <laughs> <laughs> they said some fireworks at Parkway ball. they was they was chafed about that yeah from what I understand they was firing fireworks like at the beginning of the game they scored a touchdown fired the fireworks and then Acadiana ended up win so Right, and man, well, the Pachutula
0: got they got some too. That's why they all they all ready. Y'all, y'all gonna mess around. They got some
2: experience it. with it now, so it's not gonna it's not gonna throw them off. And can people gonna go to uh, Dave's
0: right there and get some bottle rockets, <laughs> and some UFOs, some jumping jacks. Y'all fire back some snap pops, silver Spring.
2: some Roman candles, <laughs> Roman
0: candle wars. We all better know,
2: uh, allegedly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. Uh, uh, I know Acadiana's is in it. Uh, there's a couple other local teams. Uh, I haven't been following as much as I usually do, but I know Church Point. Yep. Okay. Uh, Church
2: Point's going up to uh, Wachita, I believe.
0: Now, okay, uh, we, we know the Wrecking Rams in there as usual. Uh, now, other local teams. Coach Arsenal and the Church Point Bears are in there. You, you know who they're facing?
2: Yeah, they they play in uh, Sterlington. Actually, Coach Arsenal, is daughter. Uh, play softball with my daughter So we don't, they're on the same softball team So I know Coach know very well Church Point They're going to be playing Sterlington Sterlington beat Madison Prep Who's the defending state champion in 3A So Church Point's going to have to go up to Sterlington And play It's going to be tough But Church Point's defense is legit They haven't given up many points this year They play some teams like Mamu and Pine Prairie So their competition in the regular season Is not that, not that good But since they've been in the playoffs They haven't been giving up that much either They've been playing some pretty good teams But this is going to be a tough test for them
0: man you know uh coach arson knows my partner they still uh they still like to run the ball out there they
2: yeah, like they're running run run. the team they had a, they had a pass uh, in the last game. I actually went to the church point game last week and they had a pass for a touchdown and then when i talked to the coach i said hey y- y'all threw a little pass in there that was a surprise nobody was expecting it he said yeah that's something that we do every now and then but but no they, they run the ball and they play defense and sterlington is the same the same way so it's going to be a, a tough hard nose uh deep uh running game and for people in the media that means you're gonna be home by like nine, nine thirty, which is good. That
0: that'll that away that way bus trips gonna go by fast. Man, oh, yeah. I know Coach Arsenal too, he's Kanai but that's my partner him. And uh, I'm rooting for you, coach. If oh, you yeah. out there listening, uh I hope you get you hope you get your little championship for you. Okay, we're gonna go to a DOTD sponsored commercial break. But when we get back we're gonna have a lot more from Nick Farno. We're gonna talk Westgate football, Saint Martinville football. We also gonna be talking about UL, LSU and New Orleans Saints. So y'all stay tuned now. Huh? Man, don't be can Everybody needs more travail. Man, that's why you need to contact Nonkis on the Electric Interstate at shows at gmail.com. I'll take care of all your advertisement needs, Yeah, I'll do some acting. I could do y'all a commercial. Hell, I'll even dress up like Billy Bob from Showbiz Pizza and play steel guitar while the Reverend plays a strombone in front of Aztecas. That's shows at gmail.com. Man, thank y'all for sticking with us. And uh, we back live in that ball in Poodle Studios with Nick Fotno, sports extraordinaire. Okay, we're talking playoffs. Uh, now we talked about Acadiana, and uh, we talked about some other schools, Church Point. Who else is in there, Nick?
2: Yeah, no, some of the other local teams uh, still in the playoffs. Westgate's taking on Carr. And you know is usually that team in, in the 4A bracket. They're usually the toughest team, and that's, so that's going to be a tough a tough game for Westgate. Westgate usually has some good athletes, though. So it might be... Uh, I
0: tell you what, I, I know about getting uh, the car because every time I go to a a, in a game in the Superdome, I feel like we're always waiting for car to finish before. <laughs> and I'm telling y'all, those of y'all that've been to them games, it's almost like you get to watch car play every time before. So yeah, I they're, know they're
2: good. They you. are a force and they're, they're almost there every year. So it, it's going to be a tough... Uh, a tough game for Westgate But like, Westgate always got some talent They got Kayshawn Booty Who's at LSU You know he comes from Westgate So they always got some talent At Westgate So don't count them out and In 3A We had talked about Church Point earlier um, Down on the other side Of the bracket St. Martinville Okay th- cool, they, St. Martinville yeah, St. Martinville Has finally, uh, finally got it going Took them a few years To get going under Coach Derwin But he's got them He's got them rolling And, and they're going to be playing Union Parish Over in 3A And then uh, And down in Division 2 the, the private schools LCA they're in the finals. LCA beat Newman, which is Arch Manning. Archie. Uh, Man, I heard he
0: had got knocked
2: out. Yeah, yeah it was LCA. Wow. LCA beat uh, Good beat for Arch Manning and them. And then, uh, <laughs> and then uh, Notre Dame got knocked out by St. Charles. Notre Dame was in there. They got knocked out by St. Charles. So the final is going to be LCA versus St. Charles and the winner that's going to be the state champion so LCA's got a powerhouse they won four in a row they're going for five in a row Coach Trev Falk great guy I love I Coach Trev so I wish them nothing but the best and hopefully they can get it done get their fifth in a row they seem to be unstoppable I think they're moving up next year they're going to be in a, in a little bit tougher bracket but they might as well get them another one while they're down playing with the Well, and I, yeah,
0: I hear a lot of good stuff about uh, Coach Falk and uh, a lot of good stuff but look best of luck bon chance to all the teams in the, in the Acadiana area uh, we are we, we rooting for y'all. Once your team's out, we should all pull for each other. We always represent the bracket well, and it's nice to see that tradition to keep going. Definitely. Now, okay, we're gonna go to a DOTD sponsored commercial break real quick, and when we get back, we're gonna be talking about UL football and Billy Napier with Nick Partno. Y'all stay tuned for more news with Chuck and Maria. Now I know y'all don't like when your trains off the track, but me, I don't like when my garage is off the track. So when my garage is cased. Said- I call T. Joe, Superior Garage Doors, 337-277-5513. Them boys got there early, and they work quick, fast, and in a hurry. And I heard he even makes a pretty good rice and gravy. So if your garage door is acting Ted, you call Superior Garage Doors, where quality's always on track, Jack. Okay, thank y'all for sticking with us through our little commercial break. We back live, not bald, in Poodle Studios with Nick Fano. Sports beat Rider. boy, I tell you what, Ragin Cajun fans, having another hell of a season. Uh, what's coming up next week? What you got hot for? going on in the conference championship?
2: Yeah, the Sun Belt Conference Championship game is going to be at Cajun Field for the first time ever, so uh, that's always good. And been trying to get to that conference championship game and win the conference championship. They've been to the game a couple of times. They should have played it last year, but yeah, they had some got COVID the issues house. and everybody was so cliche about yeah. down. So they got, they got another chance to play. They're going to be playing Appalachian State again. Now, they already beat Appalachian State earlier in the year. It was a Tuesday night at Cajun Field. So they got experience beating this team. Appalachian State has been a team that the Cajuns have had trouble beating. But they beat them last year, and they beat them again this year. So this will be another opportunity for them to beat them. The game's going to be at home. Should be a really good crowd for the Sun Belt Conference Championship game. But the Cajuns, are at a, all, it's the all-time best time to be a Cajuns fan right now. They're at the top of the heat.
0: Absolutely. And I saw... Uh... App- Appalachian State this year after we beat them I think they, they dropped two more mm-hmm. uh, you know I thought I said man they might finally actually you know be out of it and uh, they stayed with it I know they got a good program I mean they've been good since I remember when they upset Michigan years ago mm-hmm. so when they came to the Sun Belt I was excited I feel like the Sun Belt was a blessing in the skies. I feel like when those teams left the Sun Belt Conference got a lot more competitive and you know more attractive to the other conferences
2: yeah, the, the, the Sun Belt has lifted its profile so much over the last, I'd say, five or six years. And, and, and UL's been right there as one of those teams that have lifted the, lifted the profile of the conference. It's one of the, it's one of the best, if not the best team in the conference. They've been in the conference championship. I think this is three years in a row. They would have win last year. They made it four years in a row. And, uh, and they just haven't been able to quite win the conference championship game. So they're kind of mm-hmm. hoping that that's going to happen at this time
0: right man and we got a lot of a lot of good things going you know the only everybody knows the only bad thing the only well we say bad uh is you know Coach Napier. the news came out uh recently about him going to florida um i tell you what one thing i'm proud of though i see a lot of people on in electric interstate supporting his decision and and you know he stayed loyal to us to accomplish some goals in the conference and uh Take down some, some opponents, and, and for him to stay here with us, I feel like we're we genuinely doing a good favor and blessing him on his way out and wishing him the best. Well,
2: you got to understand, a, a school like UL, they, they have a ceiling of the accomplishments that can happen uh, at UL, and I think Billy Napier has reached just about every one of those accompli- accomplishments that you can reach aside from winning the Sun Belt Conference Championship. And so, as a UL fan, you have to kind of plan for this to happen if you hire a good coach like Billy Napier eventually your hope is that he moves on to a different job like that's that's the that's the goal here like UL is just the place that you go you build your resume and you take that bigger job like Florida and so that's what Billy Napier did and this is the first time that UL has ever had to go through this the coaches have always either uh you know been fired they had a high profile for a little while And then the profile came back and then they had to let him go or whatever. This is the first time that UL has made the hire that they wanted. It was a good enough hire for him to get another job. So this is new territory for Cajuns fans to really be going through this. but, But seriously... As a Cadence fan, you want to be going through this because that means you're hiring good coaches. Right, right. Hopefully, the next coach you hire is the same thing. You get him for three or four years. He continues to build the program, and he moves on as well. That's kind of what you're hoping to do as Cause a Because with
0: fan. that comes success and win. Absolutely. It, you know.
2: And they're 11-1. They and 1. I mean, they, right. they, they, the only game they lost was to Texas earlier in the year. And other than that, they won all their games. So, I mean, they're right. it, made it, went, good it wasn't a bad, bad loss. No, I'd like
0: to face, face them uh, yo-yos and I, I, I think it'd be a year. little bit different this time. Man, yeah. Yeah. Um, Now, okay, the last thing before we move on from UL, uh, Napier's leaving. I know we had like a record number of uh, seniors that got to play extra year. I I forget how many starters. Almost both sides of the ball came back. Okay, let's get to the alligator in the room now. The question, the big question everybody wants to know, who's going to take over after Coach Napier leaves?
2: There's some names floating around that may... That may take over, but I don't think there's any strong candidates right now uh, that, that, are, that are the clear cut favorite to take the job. It's very early in the process, and I think they're gonna take their time because they have time. So they're going to take their time and hire the right guy. I think they said December 15th was the date that they were hoping to have the coach by. But Mag, uh, Brian Maggard, the athletic director, said if you don't have this guy by the 15th, he's not rushing it just to get a, to get somebody hired for the 15th. So they're going to take their time and get it right. And if you remember, four years ago, they did the exact same thing with Billy Napier. Billy Napier wasn't on the radar. Nobody was really talking about him. And they, they did their due diligence. They found the right guy and hired him, and it worked out great. So. I think at this point, with Brian Magger and his track record and what he's done, I think as a Cadence fan, you can trust his decision making. And even if it takes a little longer than you, than you would like, I think eventually at the end of the day, he's going to find his guy. So I don't have the inside track. I don't, I don't know uh, who they're looking at. But I do think in the next week, 10, ten days, we're going to know who the coach is going to be. And I think it's going to be a good one.
0: My good. And yeah, we got a lot of, you know, we got some good facilities now. And then with, with, with Coach Napier leaving the program and the position it's in. I think we're going to do well. Again. And you're
2: talking about the Sunbelt. They adding teams like Marshall. They add teams yeah, like uh, Southern Mississippi. Like th- this conference is going to get better. And in turn, that's going to make all the teams in the conference right. better. So this is a really good time to be a Cajun's fan right now. Absolutely.
0: Got what I do? You know what to do. Call to clean pressure washing at 337-909-0243. Them bars and frenzy. They like some little schooling baths. They're cleaning every stuff. Residential, commercial, driveways, pop-up campus. They'll bring them to the deer camp. They'll even clean that, too. I heard they even pressure wash gravel driveways. So, look, give them a call. Mention onk Shaws. they give you 20% discount. And they'll even come out and give you a free on-site estimate. So, if you got gradu, you know what to do. Call 2 Clean Pressure Washing at 337-909-0243. Okay, now to the other side of the river, so to speak. LSU Tigers, they got a lot of action going on there. They just come off a big win, upset in Texas A&M. We all know, go Jones, go on, go Tigers. He's about to leave. Uh, what you know about this new cat?
2: Well, they hired, uh, as we were sitting here uh, recording, they hired Brian Kelly from Notre Dame. And, and look, Brian Kelly's done a really good job at Notre Dame. It might not be the guy that a lot of uh, LSU fans wanted, but he's a really good coach. And he's won a lot of games in Notre Dame, and he's had an opportunity to win national championships. He's been in the playoff at Notre Dame But Notre Dame is just They're just down right now And LSU is not down I mean LSU had a bad year this year But there was a lot going on The COVID year last year Carried over And Coach O has some antics going on That you know We don't want to get into Lost but, a lot
0: of coaches Yeah yeah
2: they Lost a lot of coaches The players started, started leaving So I think Brian Kelly's going to come in And he's going to be able to take over LSU has more resources Than most schools in the country And I think it's It's, it's not I don't want to say it's easy to win At LSU but they put you in position to win. And you can tell by the last three coaches, Nick Saban won, and then Les Miles won, and then Ed Orgeron won. Like You come into LSU, you will have a legitimate chance to win a national championship, and I think Brian kelly's going to be good. The one thing that I'm upset about is the fact that we didn't even, or LSU, sorry, LSU didn't even give Billy Napier a look. Then interviewing for the job, and he wasn't considered. And I thought he would have been really good at LSU. And I'm, I'm upset about that because I think it was a lot of, political pressure, and a lot of nonsense. It had nothing to do with football. It had nothing to do with whether or not Billy Napier was the right guy for the job. It had to do with other stuff that shouldn't have anything to do with who you hire, and I think Billy Napier would have gone to LSU and did great. Yeah. Now he's going to Florida, and he's probably going to, you know, he a lot of the, yeah.
0: A, a lot of the people that didn't want him to go, now you got to play against correct
2: every him. single year, and right. so so you're going to see, and he's going to be prepared. You're going to hope that Brian Kelly, the guy you hired, is going to be better than Billy Napier, because if not, it's going to look really bad that he didn't give Napier a shot. So that kind of upset me that Napier didn't get a chance, and that he because I think Napier really wanted the job, and they just didn't give him a look, and that's unfortunate because he would have done great in Baton
0: and I think Brian Kelly, has, and his teams are usually pretty fun, they're pretty explosive on offense. He used to be in Cincinnati, right? Yes, that's correct. Cincinnati kind of put Cincinnati on the map, and then he went to Notre Dame, and and they're just fun. They're going to put up points, yeah. you know. And I, that's something that LSU struggles with. That's right. Uh, maybe not, you know, two years ago, obviously, but up until then, we've always had weapons, and sometimes don't utilize them as much. And and, and I think it's going to be some fun uh, games, more explosive. I think
2: the talent in Louisiana tends to. Lends itself towards defense, so the defense is going to be fine. You get an offensive-minded coach like Brian Kelly, I think he's going to be great.
0: Well, we wish him the best of luck, him. All right, we're going to go to another DOTD sponsored commercial break, and when we get back, we're going to go ahead and talk a little Saints football with y'all. We're with Nick Fottino, and we'll see y'all in a second. All right, we're going to move on to the New Orleans Saints. Uh, look, I tell y'all, no shows. Oh. He was Boudet. He had a big bob in the other night. I went to that Bills game. Oh. Oh. Sick party, yeah. I said kick Trevor. Oh. Uh, but look, I tell you what, at least at halftime, Drew came out. You know, it was electric. I, got, I had the free songs the whole time. Uh, he did a speech, and they did some nice videos. And, uh, you know, it made me realize, you know, how much... He, he was actually integrated into our lives. And, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. You know, how many years, you know, and to think and see those videos when he started. You know, it was very emotional for me.
2: I could only imagine for him and other fans. You know, just a
0: good experience, even though we got uh,
2: shellacked
0: past the palette on us, you know.
2: Well, you know, no, me and you go way back. We remember being Saints fans before Drew Brees. Every time a quarterback would come available, we'd always be like, oh, he might be good for the Saints. I remember when Brett Favre was going through his stuff with the Packers, and then he went to the Jets, and then he went to the Vikings, and everybody was like, "Maybe he might be good for the Saints." And we never had to do that for the whole time. Drew Brees was here; he was just a solid quarterback that we knew who our quarterback was going to be every year. And I think we take that for granted because now we're in a position where we have Trevor Simeon, we have Taysom mm-hmm. Hill. Taysom Hill might be starting on uh, on Thursday this week. So, well, and I think
0: so. Not not to not to change the subject because uh, on Drew, but. We're talking about Taysom Hill, my theory is, you know, when they paid him that money recently, he had already got paid, which he deserved, and now he's getting a little more. I think, you know, him and his, his or especially his agent said, now look, this is y'all third time. Y'all coming back. You coming to daddy. Yeah. Save me, daddy. Save me. Right. And look, you know, uh, that man puts in his work. I know there's a lot of Taysom haters out there. He went 3-1 and one as a starter. We have a fighter's chance with him. He struggles with the deep ball. But they gotta respect the run, much like they tore us up with Jalen Hurts. You know, you gotta respect what he's gonna do, and, and he's obviously on our roster right now. is the best man for the job, so I think they paid him because they knew he was gonna start him, and he wants, you know, he, he wants that quarterback money. Now we both on the same page, me and you. Pretty much,
2: we do miss Winston, oh, yeah. no doubt.
0: You
1: know.
2: Uh, but if Winston can't be there, I think that's who we roll with. Well, you know, Trevor had his opportunity. Trevor got the chance, and I don't think he played bad. In the Eagles game, he did play bad. He played bad in that one. But in the Falcons game, he didn't play bad. And In the Titans game, he didn't play bad. They just didn't get it done. In the Eagles game, he played bad. And in the Bills game, he just looked lost. And the offense looked lost, and he just doesn't have that. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. That dog in him. Yeah, when he comes on the field, I need my guy to command the huddle. I need to have confidence. I need you to be a leader. And I just don't think he has that. I don't think he's a bad player, but I think it's time to turn it over to Taysom. I think they announced uh, they announced on Monday that they are going to turn it over to Taysom. I think it's time. Let Taysom do this thing. And look, if Taysom struggles. So be it. We'll ride with it. We gave we gave Simeon his opportunity. He didn't win any of the, any of his starts. I think it's time to turn it over to Taysom, and I think that's what they're going to do. And, and we'll see if, if he can get it done. They, they're getting Kamara back. He might be getting Ingram back. He might be getting Ramchek back. So those, that's a lot of stuff that Simeon didn't have. That a lot of people will, will argue that that's why Simeon struggled because he didn't have those uh, weapons. And I agree with that, but he still didn't have that leadership quality that you wanted a quarterback. And so yeah, we definitely miss Winston, but I think now it's time to give it to Taysom.
0: And uh, you know. Uh, one thing talking about, like, he did play good at first. But, you know, it's like if the refs don't rob us of that Titans game on that interception with the most horrific rough-and-a-passer call you'll ever see. You know, maybe things are different, and maybe he gets another week. If we had uh, a kicker that could kick
2: some extra points. Right, we have? don't
0: lose to the Giants. That We don't Correct. lose to uh, the Falcons. Mm-hmm. You know, two games on kickers, one on a on a blatant bad call, That's right. which we're used to. The thing is, the rest of the NFL and the NFC's construct. That's right. They're we definitely not out of it.
2: There's no good teams. I mean, all the teams are right there. I mean, you got some teams that are better than others. I think the Patriots look pretty good in the AFC. We were talking about the NFC where the Saints are. Maybe the Packers. Yeah, is about maybe. It. The Packers, the Rams look good some weeks and bad some weeks. Even the Bucks don't look all that great. They don't look all that unbeatable. They almost got beat by the Colts on Sunday. So I think there's an opportunity for the Saints to sneak into the playoffs, but they have to start winning some of these games, some of these close games, some of these two-point games and one-point games have to start going in the Saints favor otherwise they're going to be left out and I think at this point in the season the only way that you start winning those games is to turn it over to Taysom Hill so I think they, they're doing the right thing with that.
0: At least keep the defense get some rest you know I hope we get CD back too. Now nah, that takes us to the next point we're in a must win game this week get us back to 500 and then we're right there you know remember y'all it's 17 games now and seven seeds go to the playoffs so I think we can still get the seven seed we have to win this week and it's it's against a uh, it's against them boys, the yeah. Cowboys Thursday. Now you, when you when you got here, uh, you was telling me there's some breaking news on that, on the coaches uh, in Dallas.
2: Yeah. So the uh, Mike McCarthy has COVID, or he don't know if he has COVID, but he's in the protocol for COVID. So Dan Quinn, who used to coach the Falcons, if you remember. Oh no. But we used to We used to beat We used to crush his face no. So I, I, okay. I, I like that he's the coach Because we he, He's familiar with the Saints But we also used to beat him He's kind of Sean Payton's uh, You know Sean Payton's little Whipping boy If you will So I feel good About Dan Quinn Being the coach We get a lot of weapons Back with the Saints Taysom Hill's going to be The quarterback We got a lot going for us In this game So I'm Pretty confident That the Saints Are going to get it done This week uh,
0: Now uh, I don't know how, uh, Don't let me put you on the spot CeeDee Lamb Mark Cooper They're pretty banged up yeah, too Yep Yep uh, and I hope hopefully we can get a CD CD back, CD John, Garner Johnson back for the Saints. And uh, Davenport, he's been Davenport, Davenport's been back. Yeah, he's coming back. Uh Poisson going on. Yeah. What's his name?
1: Cap <laughs> Capasangua. Ka- <Kapasinger. laughs> yeah. He's coming back. He's uh, good. I'm a compass on you.
0: Rusted. <laughs> he gone. He's coming back. And uh, Armstead played last week when yeah. I went to the game. So that's good. Now, I saw a couple of things coming down the Rue de Gravai with the Saints, too, because uh, I'm going to the Dolphins game December 27th, but we also have the Jets on the schedule. I mean, if we could pull this game out, you know, things get a little easier, but we got to win the rest of the divisional games. You know, that's one thing we're not used to. I'm not used to struggling like that. We beat the Bucks, but lost to the Falcons and the Panthers, you know.
2: Man, no, you went to the Bills game. You going to the Dolphins game. You going to the Jets game? How you got hook up no, no, t- the hook for the tickets? No, no, not the Jets game, oh, to... unless
0: y'all got some tickets. Oh. Well, yeah, how
2: you got the hook up for them tickets like Bro, that? The
0: Dolphins game? Man, uh, my partner, uh, he's actually on this episode. Jared Gray, Hub City Sports, downtown. He uh, hooked me up with some Dolphin tickets. So, I'm grateful for that. Thank you, T-boy. Now, I like to gamble at Black and Gold Casino. Go eat my little play lunches at Little Rascals. Go see my boy, Captain Gallet, Miss Charmaine out there. You know me, I like... Uh, gamble a little bit A little boo-ray A little, little something y'all, uh, y'all do anything on the on the radio with, with with sports? With the
2: little betting lines? Yeah, so every Thursday on 1037 During RP3 company Thursdays at 8.30 in the morning The gambling segment is called Cash and Ticket And we pick the biggest games of the week usually So like this week We'll probably be picking the championship games The SEC championship And the Sunbelt championship And then we also pick some NFL games Some big games of the week We always pick the Saints game Kind of give you a little advice if you will and on who you should take and reasons why you should take them and we had fun with it and look this year hasn't been good for me i must say i've i've been losing most of my picks so
0: well the nfl as a whole has been so unpredictable you know dick yeah. perot's been out well he hasn't <laughs> been out there helping him predict all the games up there in washington dc or something yeah so i don't know what's going on up there man look nick We'd like to thank you for coming out. Before, before you go, though, you know, when you're a, a guest on the podcast, net, we got to ask you, you like your potato salad chunky, crunchy, or smooth? I like it smooth,
2: man.
0: That, man, that, that's the only way to do it. Don't get too fancy. Keep it simple. Well, look, that's going to wrap up our little sports section. With Nick Farno, thanks for coming into Voodoo Studios. We're going to go ahead and cut to the Cajun word of the day. And when we get back from there. We're gonna have Jared Gray from Festival National bringing all the top secret information for this year's upcoming festival. Y'all stay with us now. Okay, Cajun word of the day for this episode. You can use that for the holidays. Now you just had Thanksgiving. You have Christmas and New Year, and Mardi Gras right around the corner. All right. So the word of the day is called "gourmand." Okay, gourmand. Now. Let's say you got a little cousin. He comes in the house. He eats almost all the rice in the first serving. And nobody done ate yet. You say, Bamboy, you hungry? You a good mom you. Y'all try to use that little word for y'all holidays. In every episode, we're going to try to start bringing a new word for y'all. That's the Cajun word of the day. This episode is good morning.
1: Nice, slice, serve Up, then you're granted all my wishes I eat piti pois, mollodons, lima beans I eat everything you got Even collard green. So if you tripe is ripe And your pons is on You can bet your moulin No chance is gone To do the plain Let your tags To do the plain Let You, the
0: plain, let you, you got to the- Okay, welcome back, good moms We're back in Pudu Studios And our second guest today Is from Festival Internationale And also the owner of Hub City Sports Downtown Next to the Old Don Seafood Okay, they just announced they're going to have a Festival International this coming year again, full out in the spring. I know a lot of y'all are excited, and y'all got the envy to get y'all dancing on. So hopefully, you can bring us some top secret information. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jared Gray, how you doing today, Jared?
3: I'm doing great, Mr. Shaws. Thank you for uh, having me on today. Pleasure to be here.
0: Matt, tell us a little bit. I- I- I'm curious too, because I don't know much about Festival International. Been a couple years. You've been involved with the festival a good while.
3: Yeah, I've been involved for the past, uh, really, 11 years now, and we volunteered. We started, actually, one of the liquor booths, uh, the Lafayette Liquor Booth by the U.S. Courthouse. So we, we had fun uh, slinging some drinks, and we only volunteered for one shift. I think that was 2009, 2010. We had so much fun, we just showed up the next day without signing up, and we were, we were hooked. And you get you get hooked, and get to know a lot of people and they become your family and all of a sudden you're on the board so I got elected to the board just like that you just got like on that. the board. got on the board yeah well they, it's it's not a paid position so if you like to volunteer and they know you like to work they welcome you with open arms now,
0: okay so there's, there's kind of like two sides you got you got employees for the festival and there's a, a like a board for citizens to join
3: oh yeah no they, they got the whole uh, kind of kitten kitten caboodle downtown they actually have a building that the festival owns, and they have a staff. Uh, depends. It used to be up to six or seven before COVID, but now they have a solid staff of five. They have an executive director, somebody that uh, handles development, production, the programming. So I mean, they work year-round to put the festival on. Uh, right after festival's done, about two weeks later, Lisa Stafford, she's the programming director. She starts looking for bands right away. So most most of the planning for the bands actually takes place. The summer right out.
0: That, yeah, that's a year-round round job. I know they do a good job. of that's one of the best in the world, you know, as far as that kind of festival goes. Now, uh, from there, you, you was on the board. Uh, you served on the board a few years, and uh, yep. you worked your way up through that, or
3: yeah. So you can only be on the board for six years at a time. Then you have to take a break for three years, and then you can rotate back on the board. The reason we do that is we have a lot of people on the board since it's a big volunteer organization. And it takes a lot of volunteers to run the festival. We try to get as many people involved. Probably
0: just limit that so Edward and Edwards don't, that's keep, right. winning. <laughs> he don't keep winning the well, president race for the board. There's some of that,
3: too. We just want, like to get new blood in and, and new ideas, fresh ideas. Win. Like you Win. say, you don't want the same people doing the Win. same things all the time. I mean, that's good. Wanna, wanna
0: okay, so you worked your way up and uh, you became the board president. And what? how many years or what year you were president? Just
3: one year this last year for our virtual fest. Now, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Pass some, some good luck, Paul. so, so man, It's okay, though.
0: Man, but y'all still had the festival last year, right? Y'all
3: went virtual. We virtual. Uh, yeah, last, last two years.
0: Man, I, and I'm sure that wasn't a walk in Gerard Park but that. Oh, no. It
3: was, it was amazing. Uh, and I've got to give a shout-out to uh, Scott Feehan and the staff. They literally learned new skills in three weeks. Now, Scott uh, Feehan is the, the... He's the executive director. Okay. Yes. So he runs it. And uh, we canceled the festival in March of 2020 and it was just to do a virtual festival a couple of weeks later they learned all kinds of new skills new programming skills video editing skills and and put something together it was, it was amazing and they could have
0: easily just just threw the towel in oh you yeah get the barbecue pit with a hose and be done with that
3: and there there are a lot of festivals that did that and and not that there's any shame to that but i think it speaks to the magic and the importance of festival international in our community that they were able to do that and they did you know we are able to survive financially as well, and that's because of the community support, and everyone realizes how important it is. And people still went out, and they got their festival punch, and they got their pins, and they got their posters, and we're able to still be here today. And there's many festivals that are not are not coming back.
0: Well, uh, and uh, for the virtual, how many uh, y'all had a, a good number of bands y'all y'all had already on? I guess y'all had already signed. And
3: yeah, so, some of them came, and some of them were just new. Uh, kind of the neat thing is we were able to get some some acts that. For a normal festival, we wouldn't be able to afford, but we could pay them a little bit of money, and they could do a little recording, and they could still be part of it. One also neat thing about the virtual aspect is that's going to be a component that we're going to keep doing in the okay, future. forward. Yeah. People
0: that can't go out or, they, you know, are already out of town or yeah. something? That, that's um, a great
3: idea. I like that. We can even do sneak peeks. You know, you could say, hey, we're going to have one band that we're going to announce in January, and it's January 15th, so everyone stay tuned to the... The cast, you know, that we're gonna do on that day and you know, you get more eyeballs, you can sell some merchandise. It's just a good thing for everybody to get people excited, pay some musicians some more money. And let me tell you
0: all you gotta keep evolving with that electric interstate. Oh, I yeah. think maybe you know out of out of all the bad stuff not bad, but the setbacks that come from COVID that might be a blessing in the going forward. It might maybe grow and maybe some of those artists that that you wouldn't have got, they at least they know about the festival. Oh yeah. So I had saw that that going forward you had announced A a big announcement about a week or two ago?
3: Uh, Yeah, at this point, you know, I mean, you never know what's going to happen. It's been a crazy past 18 months, but right now we're planning to go ahead with festival starting uh, the last Wednesday in April this this coming year, 2022. You said y'all started booking bands yet? Did y'all release that information? Yeah, uh, Lisa's working on bands. There's more challenges this year because of, you know, a lot of the bands that would normally come in from all over the globe they can't come in because of COVID restrictions in their own countries or they would have to come here and quarantine for two weeks before they could go out. And we can still get some of those bands. It's just a lot more challenging. You know, some of them will come in and they'll, they're willing to do that quarantine for two weeks and they can do a tour that makes it viable. But they're not just going to come in quarantine for two weeks and to do one performance at that festival. got to make the bang for the buck. Yes. Uh, now, I noticed uh, the last time you had, you had the
0: festival, I noticed some really cool changes as the flow of the festival and uh if i'm not mistaken y'all had went from a certain amount of stages y'all, y'all how many stages
3: y'all have now? Well, we got a bu- bunch of stages we have the fedodo stage we have the main stage lafayette stage and then there's other little stages that we have have one of the our challenges that year actually 2020 would have been they're demolishing or refurbishing that parking garage right by fedodo and so um, the plan this year is we're actually going to have a smaller footprint there, but it's still it's still going to happen because it's important to have that scene right there in place because it makes the whole flow of the rest of it. I mean, I'm not gonna lie to y'all
0: that for some reason
3: that's my favorite stage. Fedodo? Yeah, oh, like, the, I don't know why. That's the original stage. Traditionally it's it's yeah, called Fedodo.
0: Maybe that's why, or maybe it's the shade. You know, I like yeah. to eat and get <laughs> tired and that sun. So they they reversed in the parking tower. I mean, that's, that's. Yeah, they were gonna demolish
3: it and then they were gonna sell it and then the city decided to you know there's there is a parking shortage downtown so now there there's there, there's trucks out there and scaffolding out there right now.
0: Now okay we're gonna cut to a short commercial break.
3: But when we get back, I'm gonna talk volunteering and
0: merchandise for Festival International and much more. So y'all don't touch that doll. Y'all daddy told y'all not to touch the remote and he's about to get off of work. So y'all stay tuned.
1: May y'all like the New Orleans Pelicans? The Grand Wazos? Oh
0: man, yeah. Y'all like UL? Man, yeah.
1: Man, what about LSU?
0: Oh yeah. What about the Saints? Oh, man. where's sure. Man, don't be part too la, Couillon. Go downtown to Hub City Sports. It's across from the old Don Seafood. Let me tell you, Jared is going strictly to the electric interstate. He's liquidating and juicing all his merchandise. That man's got more sales than a pirate ship. Go down to Hub City Sports. Get yourself all decked out, babe. Man, well, welcome back, and thank you all for staying with us. We're here live night bald, in Purdue Studios with Jared Gray from Festival International, getting all the top secret information for y'all. Well, now, we talked about COVID and everything, how the people around the community and you know, support through the virtual concerts and all that. Now, volunteering is a big thing for the festival. Isn't that the main reason that the festival is you know, able to operate?
3: Oh, yeah, it's amazing after 36 years, you can have this concept of a admission free festival in downtown Lafayette, and it's still viable. So we, we really do, you know, we rely on the volunteers of the board and, and everyone that runs stages, but I think the last time we had festival in 2019, there were 20,000 volunteer shifts that were filled, which is, which is pretty amazing. So it's nice to see the community wrap their arms around it and say, you know, we, we think this is so valuable that we're going to give up some of our time and some of our e- even enjoyment of the festival to make sure that the festival lives on.
0: Only October now. This this festival goes in April. Uh, can people start signing up now, or they gotta do like a training program, do some weightlifting, maybe run up the parking tower, y'all? What, what's the, that'd what's be, the yeah, that'd be, that'd be a good uh maybe once the once it's, best it's open, the best we could
3: do the uh, festival 5K in, in the parking tower, the up and King down the parking tower. Yeah,
0: yeah. You, K- <laughs> right.
3: you can um you can actually support festival right now. The the website is still up, so there's old merch from you know there's a lot of people collect pins and old posters. That's up there now actually help with the um, fulfillment of that with my business, Hub City Sports. Um, Which we'll talk about later. We'll talk about later. I'd be happy to talk about it. Uh, but you, even for Christmas, you can get some Christmas, Christmas presents, get some uh, gifts from Festival. They'll be looking uh, to do some, some specials on that. Um, but once we get into the new year, they'll announce different programs, like Ami program and past programs that we have. And the Ami program is really neat. Uh, it means friend, you know, the Friends of Festival. And there's different levels you can do. You can even donate as little like as... Like Mario or... Yeah, exactly, you know. yeah. You can donate uh, even uh, as little as 25 bucks. Um, we try to encourage people to do $100 for the year. You can even break it up into 12 months. So you're talking about, what, 8 $9 a month taken out of your checking account automatically, and you're helping to ensure that festival is around for the rest of our lives.
0: Well, And, and what's good about donating uh, through the AMI program is not like, uh, you know, you donate to the state or something. You, we know that it's getting better. It's getting bigger. Y'all bringing in more talent. I'll tell you what, the merch was amazing the year before it shut down. Uh, I think I went over there to give me a little chamise, and y'all didn't have no more shirts left. Oh, yeah, that, hap- that happens to, sometimes. I have to, to wear my, my, uh, my sleeveless shirt the whole day. i did not nothing the box.
3: <laughs> you got your little uh, suntan then?
0: Yeah, I got my little July suntan on. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about uh, the origins uh, of, the, of the history of the festival. Uh, you know, for the younger generations, because you know when we were coming up, uh, the festival was, was nice and everything, but it was not even close to the Mario level. It's on now, okay? Y'all y'all competing with Bowser and all that now. So uh, it started, you know, francophone countries, French speaking countries. Y'all still kind of stick to that golden rule, or y'all have bands outside of that realm?
3: Yeah, to give you the. Cliff Notes version of, of how it started. So there's a bunch of people that were involved with the university and downtown development uh, in, in the 80s, in the mid 80s, and people that I didn't live here at the time. I actually, didn't move here until 97. I, but I call myself a born again Cajun. So this is where I, I live. And you got, and you what,
0: your you night you got knighted, your Cajun night. Yeah. What, what you get at me with a like, uh, crawfish or something? He was
3: here? The here? Yeah. Uh, I've been here 24 years now.
0: And uh, where where you where you originally were born? Oh, uh,
3: I was born in California, moved to Wisconsin, Houston, Arizona, well, you and were a nomad. You I you was, was following yeah. the buffalo That's all right, around yeah. the country.
0: <laughs> and uh, you you said uh, we were talking earlier. You said you uh, you are alumni. Correct. Man, yes. I think we I think he's, he gets this Cajun call. Oh right. yeah. Man. Okay. So uh, sorry about that. We got sidetracked. So. Uh, so now y'all, y'all still, y'all bring in music only from those specific countries or i kind of go outside Yeah, of that
3: well, situation? the original intention was in the mid-'80s, you know, there was the huge oil crisis and, you know, everyone left town and downtown was just absolutely decimated. So the focus was to bring commerce to downtown and to help revitalize it. And it, and it really did. I mean, if you, if you talk to people that lived through that, they said it was just not even the, the you know, close to what it is now. All the stuff that you see, like the streetscaping, they have all those sidewalks and trees. That was there because, basically because of festival and starting downtown alive and all, and all that. And so part of, that was part of the mission statement or, and still is part of the mission statement of festival. And part of it, too, was to uh, also stay true to the Francophone culture you know, of our roots here in, in French Louisiana. And so they actually modeled the festival on a, a festival in Quebec. And so they basically took that same model Brought it down here, use a lot of the same bands. So that's how it started. But then, you know, part of, of what we're trying to do is trying to uh, expand everybody's cultural awareness and bring in groups from Europe, bring in groups from Africa, bring in groups from Asia, South America. And it's just all part of the, the flavor. And I think everybody appreciates that now. I mean, some now of the... Yeah, you got a little bit for everybody. I yeah. Mean,
0: if, if, if you don't have something, I you can eat what you want. So if you like to eat, you can go there. If you like to drink, you can go there. They got bands. Uh, I've seen a. Uh, some good dancing crews there they got uh, oh, yeah, some got of this guys.
3: like the street anim- a- uh, animation is some of the best stuff that yeah the steel walls
0: the dances. you know so just a little something for everybody you know uh from, from all the age groups i think that's what's one of the things that makes it unique yeah uh, an-
3: another thing that people don't know about the first festival it actually had you know what month it happened in it happened in july
0: oh <laughs> and
3: saucy. everybody yeah everybody was uh, saucy chief <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> Everybody said uh, this is a stupid idea. Uh, let's move this to April. I bet
0: you that's where they, uh, they, the the owner of Boudreaux's Bucket got started after <laughs> that festival. I tell y'all, and just curious, the uh, the festival that uh, that we kind of modeled in Quebec, y- y'all think it's, it's still running? It's or still... Are we out. We outran them. No, it's still
3: it's still going. But we have beat them for the largest international music festival in North America. Is festival international. So now we got two things. We got no
0: three. We got the the largest festival. We got we still got Borden's ice cream and the Popeyes buffet. <laughs> yeah, so y'all y'all hang strong. Again. Wait, you know
3: the uh, the the Popeyes buffet. Now the the claim to fame is right. You know the Anthony Anthony Bourdain story. Mm-mm. You didn't know this? Okay, so he came to do uh, a Louisiana thing in this area. I don't know if you ever saw that right. episode. So the legend has it, every day he was going to that Popeyes buffet for lunch. He just couldn't get enough. I don't I'm know if that's you true, you. but I heard that from several people. Where? That's an that's a, uh, urban myth. We've got to get you some go. feedback on that. You're going to have uh, to, to
0: mail me on my Farshay book on Electric <laughs> state and let me know if that's true. Uh, I know he had uh, Winter Swears and all that. Yeah. I've seen, I've that seen was a cool episode. Stuff. Now, okay, that's going to go ahead and wrap up our uh, little episode of the podcast, Nick. I would like to thank our special guest, Nick Fadneau. I'm Jared Gray of Hub City Sports, Investment International. Y'all go out and support Hub City Sports. They're going strictly to Electric Interstate. I know y'all need some Christmas gifts. Uh, he's got some some big deals going up. He's liquidating and juicing all his uh, merchandise. It's downtown right by Don Seafood Hut and across from the fire station. And look, we love y'all. And thanks for tuning in. Bon chan. Bye-bye.
1: From Scott, Scott to, to do, do so, I get honey, please. I get the big, big and you don't know, KC. I had that more get cheap. Social meeting your girls, tie your apron tight. Spit that pre lunch attack, it was for Sunday night. I do the plain lunch attack. just ice and black. Man, all so I Parte, and i on down to a Miss Nina hooked me up, Miss Nina hooked me quick. She had a freak I that was nice and thick. Now, what start to start today? day. I'm back on Belier. Y'all know what to do, and you know what to say. I do the playlist attack, and do the playlist attack. You got to show up early, Sunday, if you want to get the stack. I do the playlist attack, and do the balance attack. You got to show up early. For y'all, just some goes out to Big Dave Tibero, Sports Talk 1420, helping me out there. Now, do like me, they said, hit it for in the You need an not play lunch to throw up in your fridge, cause I'm de- be- the man tra- be at your travail. So just put your plate lunch in the microwave. Put your plate lunch in the microwave. Put your plate lunch in the microwave. To the fellow in the back, slaving over the pit. Take your little break and put your. Tie your aprons yeah. tight because I play yeah. lunch attacking yeah. right this through Sunday yeah. night night yeah. night